Hello and welcome everyone. Um, welcome to episode 8 on the 8th of May, which also happens to be my birthday. I'm actually recording this on the 7th of May, but today's my birthday, as in Friday the 8th of May, which is a very special day. I feel it's a very fucking special day. Now, as far as my knowledge is concerned, I feel that's also the day that World War II ended. So, great day, great fucking day. Anyway, I thought very last minute, very fucking last minute, mind you, that I would kind of slap together this podcast just for like a birthday potty, just because I was going through my like ritual of what I do when it's my birthday, which I'm about to obviously go into detail. And I kind of thought this kind of falls in line with um, a lot of people have asked like, what do you do to like set goals or, you know, if you want like to action something, what is it that you do, et cetera, et cetera. And I think that this is like kind of a really good thing to share with you guys because it's a very big time for me, my birthday, to kind of set resolutions. I It's like a New Year's resolution, but it's a birthday resolution kind of. I'll go into it a bit. Like pretty much what I'm trying to say is that I feel that the concept of resolution, there's a lot of people being like, you don't need to start on a Monday. You don't need to start at the first of the month. And I 100% agree with that. I'm a huge advocate of that mentality where you don't need to wait for a day to start it. But fuck, it feels good to start something fresh on the first day of the year of your birth year. So this is literally no more beneficial than starting on a random Wednesday, but it's kind of like a nice way to set the tone for the next year. So you either take it or leave it. It literally makes no difference. I don't think it's more beneficial to start your goals at the 1st of January or on the day of your birthday, but I like to do it just for good times. So I thought I'd just share what I do to kind of set up my year in advance. And I've kind of tweaked it every single year. It's always a little bit different and better every single time. Um, but it's exciting and it's a good way to sort of get you feeling fucking excited about every year that's coming up instead of being one of those people that are all depressed every time they get older. It's like, dude, the alternative is you being dead. So fucking be grateful, cunt, and just see how you can improve yourself and your life every year that keeps coming your way. So stop whinging about aging. Stop being so pathetic for fuck's sake. Okay, let's get excited and talk about that. Also, the second part of this podcast, I'm going to talk a little bit about um, self-love, kind of putting yourself first, not being so needy, all that shit I kind of want to delve into just because I had a little bit of a brainstorm before and I thought, yep, I'm just going to throw this in there. So this is a very random podcast. It could go for 20 minutes. It could go for an hour. You and I are just as kind of in the dark about it as each other. I fucking don't know. Right. Okay. Let's get started with my birthday kind of resolutions. So on the eve of my birthday, which for me is today, the 7th of May, you guys are listening to this on the 8th, I do a bit of a detox of pretty much every aspect of my life. The first thing I start with is physical items. I kind of Marie Kondo the shit out of my life. And as it is, I'm not a big um, hoarder. I don't like having a lot of possessions or kind of unnecessary possessions. So what I do is I literally go through and I understand that this would be easier for me than it would be for someone that maybe has 
a house full of things with like a partner and children and just like I, as it is, I don't have much stuff. But this is just what I do. I go through every single aspect of my possessions. So I start with wardrobe. I start to cleanse out all the things from my wardrobe. Something that and, – and it doesn't even have to be – stuff that's shitty and old and falling apart and you don't even have to donate it to a charity. For example, I get like a lot of active wear, a lot, and some of it's still really good quality but because I keep getting – I either purchase or get gifted a lot of active wear, I think, you know, like this stuff's really nice and new. Maybe it would be better off if I actually gave this to some of my friends or family because they'd probably get a lot out of it and it's still quite new but I'm still getting new things. So it's kind of nice to be able to – Yes, lighten the load of yourself as far as possessions go, but then give it to someone that would actually want to use it as well or donate or sell. Do what you want with it, but I like to declutter. So I go through all my clothes and I get ruthless, ruthless. And it's literally my mantra as I'm going through something, like I pick something out and if, even if I know I'm not going to wear it again, there's a part of me that's like, oh, but do you really want to get rid of that? And I literally just say, be ruthless, be ruthless, be ruthless. And then I'm more likely to put it aside so I have this kind of ruthless mentality I go through all my clothes I go through any books um, shoes paperwork is a big one I just dump any paperwork that doesn't that I no longer need in my life electronics everything you can imagine I go through so I start my year with kind of a clean slate as far as possessions go because I consider the first day of your birthday kind of your version of your new year. So you get kind of two new years is kind of how I look at it. I've got the 1st of January and then my next new year is on my birthday. So that's kind of a really good one because the way I look at it is a decluttered I – I think I read this. I hope I get it right because I don't want to mention the wrong brand but I want to say I read this on a Kiki K diary – and it talks about a decluttered life equals a decluttered mind or something like that. I've probably completely bastardized that quote. But basically it's talking about if you kind of streamline your things and your possessions, it brings calm and clarity to your mind. And I couldn't agree with that. any. Like I just – I couldn't agree more with that. Just because every item that you possess, it either causes you happiness – frustration, a sad feeling or no feeling whatsoever. But it's, it's, it's an item that's there. So you kind of want to limit the distractions of shit in your home that you have to deal with. Even if you're not actually touching it or using it every day, the fact that it's sitting there, it's like as if it's sitting in the back of your mind. Get rid of it. Streamline, streamline, streamline. And it does wonders for your mental state. You actually are calmer. There's less fucking shit to deal with. Just get rid of it get rid of it and just the stuff that you keep, then you really kind of can enjoy and appreciate. I remember I used to buy nice things and be like, oh, I can't wear it unless I'm like going somewhere really nice. I'm like, that's terrible. Why wait to wear something that you really like? Why wait for like a really good occasion? Just wear it now. Wear it. Who cares? Just be extra. Be fucking extra. This is the time, literally, because this is the time that you're alive. Do you know what? Like, Take my grandmother, for example. She literally was so extra. It was awesome. She'd wear like leopard print boots and like red skirts and have blue nails and never let her hair go gray and had the hugest earrings you'd ever seen in your life. Like she was the most extra girl you've ever met. And it's kind of like, why not? You know what I mean? Like why the fuck not? So 
Get rid of the shit that you don't love. Get rid of those like clothes that you're like, oh, use this to wear around the house and just have stuff that makes you feel good, that brings you joy when you have it. Who cares if it's like a little bit extra and just that's your wardrobe. That's what you wear. Limited but fucking great. You know, same with your shoes, same with your books, same with stuff that you might have lying around the house. Just it does wonders for your mind. So I start with that. Then... I go on to more complex things. So you always start with the less complex and that's normally been material possessions, depending how attached you are or not. And then you go into kind of more complex things like relationships and things that you're doing with your life. So an easier way to start is you sit down and you kind of think of things that you're doing as one category, like one column. And then the next column is people and like relationships in your life. So, It's kind of hard to just all of a sudden be like, I'm going to declutter these people and this, whatever. But what you want to do is kind of write down at least what comes to mind, all the things that you're currently doing in your life. Like I'm in this job. I have this part-time job. I live in this address. um, I socialize with these people. I'm in this kind of romantic relationship, if any. And you kind of list your current life situation. Then you go back to the top of the list and you s- one item at a time or one life situation at a time, you think, in one year's time, would I be happy if that stayed exactly the same? Yes or no? And you put a ticker across. Next one. In one year's time, would I be happy if that was the same? And then you start realizing that's fucking daunting because a lot of the time you stay in a situation because you think, oh, I won't go on forever. But it's like we're so – we do so much just to – stay in our comfort zone you know like will our protection our self-protective this mechanism is just like just don't take action don't take action a lot of people if if you're fear-based and a lot of things that you do are coming from a place of kind of not knowing and fear and you don't like the unknown then you're more likely to kind of hesitate to take action on things to like stop something or to start something brand new or to quit a job or to end a relationship you know So we just look at it as, for now, I'll stay here, but it's not going to last forever. But a year, a year comes and goes before you know it. And I'm not one of those people that's like, time fucking flies. I mean, it does in a way, but time is time. We don't have anything else to compare it to. So yeah, yeah, it flies and it also doesn't. You know what I mean? So, But what I'm saying is that you can turn around in a year and your protective mechanisms of not wanting to take a leap of faith – have caused you to be in the exact situation that you were one year ago. Now, if it's stuff that you love, good on you. Keep doing what you're doing. Love that for you. But often, there are a couple of things that we would like to change. But because we just look at it as one day at a time, one day, one day, one day, how quickly does a week tick over? Those seven days tick over pretty quickly. And then a month and then a year. So go through that list. Do I want to have this part-time job in a year? Is there something that I've set years ago being like, fuck, it would be cool to work at X company or to, you know, just kind of save up and travel or, you know, to change my career altogether. But then before you know it, you're still at that fucking part-time job day in, day out or every other day in, every other day out. And you're like, no, I actually don't want to be there in one year. If I look at my future self, would I be stoked if I was there in a year? Not just okay with it, but would I be happy No, probably not. So you put a cross there. Look at your relationship. Oh, I'm dating this girl or guy. Do I want to be here in a year? 
Yes, I do. Big tick or actually, no, this is toxic as fuck. So then go listen to my Toxic Psychos and Red Flags podcast to help you fucking eliminate that motherfucker from your life. But you either put a, a tick or a cross. So you kind of go down that list, tick, cross, tick, cross. Um, and the ticks often you'll find it's, you know, obviously if you're in a career that you love or if you've got some legends in your life, like the relationship I have with my family, big fucking tick if you've got a great one, you know. Um, this friend that's always just toxic. They're always bringing me down. Every time we interact, they have like some, you know, friendly put down a way to just try and you know little stab at me trying to make me feel shit about myself do I actually feel excited when I'm going to see this person yes or no and if it's kind of no then you start kind of fleshing out where you see your life heading if you took no action whatsoever and you kind of look at that list and you think fuck if I don't change anything I'm still going to be hanging around with that toxic person in one year. I'm still going to be rocking up to that part-time job that I took as a part-time job because I wanted it to be temporary, yet here I fucking am and there's no talks of me leaving. I still wouldn't have started that course that I wanted to start. I still wouldn't have launched my business, possibly, my podcast, my YouTube channel, a whole range of things. Relationships. Say you really, 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 really want a partner. But your actions aren't changing. So you, you write on that thing, I'm single. Are you happy with that? Do you want to maybe take some steps to see if you can change that? Not saying that it will definitely change, but do you want to know in a year's time being like, yeah, fuck yeah, I took some steps to try and change that. Whether I'm there or not, you can at least look back and say, I actually did something to try and change that situation. Or if you got what you wanted, great, you're now in a relationship because you changed your, you know, your behaviors instead of just like, Instead of being like me, I'm the perfect person to talk about that. Instead of being like me where I'll literally only prioritize hanging out with friends or family um, or just chilling out alone over reaching out to someone I don't know and going on a date. If I actually really wanted a partner and continued with this behavior, I would be a fucking idiot because how the fuck am I going to meet someone with that mentality? Do you know what I mean? So it's just lucky that at the moment it's just not high on my priority list so I don't really mind. Um, but if you really wanted a partner, that would be an issue. So that's something that you would want to change. So that's the list. Go nuts. Do as many items as you want on the list. But then you go up and down and you go tick, cross, tick, cross, tick, cross. Would I be happy if it was the same in one year's time? Now, once you've done all the ticks and the crosses, then you kind of section them. So it's probably better to do it on a computer, to be honest. So you can actually like highlight whatever, move them to one side. So you've got two columns of what I want to stay and what I don't want to stay in my life. Um, the things that you want to stay, say it's a relationship that you're in that you really value, then you just think of maybe just think of a couple of things. You don't need to go in depth. If it's great, it's great. But just think of a couple of things to be like, I really want this to stay for the next year. I just want to make sure that I'm not going to be complacent and that I make that person feel valued in my life. So just, you know, maybe write one or two things that you can either continue to do that you really like that you're doing or maybe you could say, what's something that I could do to kind of keep the, the spark in the relationship or, you know, do something fun and exciting that we haven't really done or maybe we should go on that adventure that we've always spoken about. Whatever the fuck you want, do that. If you're loving your job, great. Just keep it on that column. But more importantly, I think, is the no column. Because this comes down to the similar with the physical possessions as far as cleansing goes. This is a, um, a more complex 
thing, whatever you want to call it, relationship, life situation in your life that you need to cull out of your life. Like you need to cut the dead weight out of your life. Cut out those weak dogs, cut out the dead weight. And dead weight could be a person, it could be a job, it could be anything. Anything that's holding you back from just being your best self. So people, write a list of the people that you no longer want in your life. And can I just say, if you've got a toxic family member in your life, you are not indebted to them. You don't have to socialize or hang out with them for the rest of your life. Just because you are linked by blood, you don't owe them fuck all. If someone is making you feel shit about yourself or making your life a misery, that's on them, not on you. So you don't have to force a relationship if they're the biggest wanker. Do you know what I'm saying? So I'm done with the whole, oh, but they're family, I have to. No, you don't. I'm sorry. No, you don't. If they are toxic in your life, you can just keep them at at a distance. I'm not saying you have to completely cut them out. Sometimes it's just absolutely unrealistic to do so as maybe like family get-togethers and whatever, but you can keep that person at arm's length. You do not have to include them as a massive part of your life. So that goes for obviously, you know, family, but then friends as well. If you want to cut a friend out of your life who's toxic, and I say friend very loosely in quotation marks because they're clearly not a friend, you have the choice. You can tell them that you're doing it or you can just do it. I personally wouldn't even tell them. I would just stop hanging out with them. If you feel that it's in a situation where it's too awkward not to tell them for whatever reason, you've got your own personal reasons, then yeah, I would approach them and say, you know what? This relationship does not serve me whatsoever. You literally make me feel like shit every fucking time we see each other. So I'm done. Au revoir, motherfucker. Good luck with the rest of your life because you're probably going to need it. And that's it, you know. But I personally, the times that I have had toxic people in my life, I've literally kind of been able to, just with the situations I've had, I've been able to remove myself from those situations altogether and just never have to socialize with that person again. I never reached out to them ever again when there was like a kind of group hangout. If it was a big enough group that it wouldn't affect me, I'd go. And if it was a small enough group, I'd just tap the fuck out and not go because I'd rather be alone with my own company where I trust that I'm not going to fucking be detrimental to myself than be in the company of someone that's trying to pull me down. So you can choose who you want to hang around with most of the time. Not always. But a lot of the time you can make that choice. And when you can make the choice, make the fucking choice. Make the right choice for yourself. So, and then if it's a relationship, again, listen to my episode, my most recent episode. Get the fuck out of that relationship. If it's a toxic relationship and you are looking at that list saying, I don't want to be here in a year's time, then why would you want to be here in a day's time? That's the problem with us. We look at a situation and we look at the far future and it just looks so distant. Oh, I'll deal with it when, when that day comes. But a year comes and goes, like I said earlier, whether you think time goes fast or whether you think time goes slow, it doesn't matter. It still goes. So we look at it as it's far enough that I don't have to tackle that hurdle now. I'll just stay in this toxic relationship because while it's toxic, I feel my life will be worse without that toxic person. That's a lie that you tell yourself, but that's kind of the lie that you tell yourself so you don't have to deal with the drama of doing it right here, right now. I can tell you right now, if I did that list and I saw that I was in a toxic relationship and I didn't want to be in that relationship in one year's time, and I'm talking toxic, I'm not talking a relationship that could do with a little bit of work to get us back where we were, I'm talking toxic, then I would literally, on the eve of my birthday, 
call that person and say, we are done. We're done. I'm starting this new year fresh and you're not in it. That's what I would personally do. But if you need a bit of like G up time, then maybe give yourself a week, at most a week. Don't stall with that kind of shit because that is literally holding you back. That's the definition of a dead weight. A toxic person is like a dead, I swear in the dictionary, there should be like a dead weight and then definition a toxic motherfucker with so many red flags. That's the de- definition of a dead weight. So cut them. Now, we've done um, physical possessions, we've done people, and we've done um, like life situations. Also, and look at where you live. Do I want to live in this home? I live in a share house. Do I want to live in this share house? I live alone. Do I like that? Do I not? Every part of your life situation, the vehicle that you drive, if you drive a vehicle, you get my gist. You go through every part of your life. It's a bit of an inventory. Now, so that's kind of all about decluttering your your life. Now I want to go into decluttering your mindset. Let's do a little list of all the things, like kind of all the negative things that you say to yourself, pretty much. So think about what's all the negative things I say to myself about my appearance about how I perform at work, about what kind of friend or boyfriend or girlfriend I am. Um, kind of, you, you kind of fill up those categories. And then like, what do I say about myself? And when you go careers, you could be like, do I think I'm a driven person? Do I think I'm an intelligent person? What, what are the narratives that I tell myself? And kind of go through that list and start getting, getting um, what's the word, acquainted with your self-talk because sometimes we'll have this self-talk but we half the time we're not even deeply aware or acutely aware of what of the fucking shit that we say to ourselves so kind of write it down and it'll start to trigger more and more things that you have said or thought about yourself and just write it all down and then when you go through that list again after you've written all that fucking shit that you say to yourself down when you go through that list I want you to say is this true or is this false True or false, true or false. But I'm talking about be really, really kind of, for example, if you want to say, oh, I'm not smart. Now, is that a true statement or is that a false statement? And when I say like smart, smart as in what you need yourself to be smart for. So in your job, are you saying, for example, okay, I'm going to use an example. I've got someone in my life who's very close to me, fucking love her to pieces. And she will tell herself, Oh, it's just that I'm not smart. I'm very unintelligent. I'm just not smart. I'm not smart. To the extent, this is how bad it is. She asked me a question. I go to begin to explain it. I literally have not begun to explain whatever the fuck it is that I'm going to explain. I go to start. She's like, oh, I don't, I don't understand. No, 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 I don't understand. Do you know what I'm saying? That is someone that has told themselves so many times how much they're just not going to get it, how unintelligent they are. And they haven't given themselves the fucking chance. That is like extreme self brainwash to like a whole nother level. So you might be doing something like that a little bit or a lot like this woman in my life. And it's very fucking sad because for the record, she's a fucking legend and it's sad that she's got that self-talk. So when I say true or false, I'm not trying to say true so you strengthen that. But what I'm saying is say on one of those things you write down, I'm lazy. That might be a fact. And then you think, okay, that's something that's not that this is objective, not subjective. This is objective. I actually am a little bit lazy, but I can kind of do something to change that. Like 
set my alarm a little bit early and set a list of tasks that I need to get done in the morning before I go and whatever. You know, there are certain things that you can look at that you can take ownership for. And then there are other things that you can look at and be like, that self-talk is completely unnecessary. It's not benefiting me whatsoever. Whether I change that or not, how would it benefit me? So for me to say that to myself is so cruel. It's like, I think I said this in one or two podcasts ago, if you heard someone say that to your best friend like would you talk the way you talk to yourself to your best friend so if my best friend was being lazy I would have no problem saying you're being lazy but would I ever call my best friend an unintelligent person no I wouldn't do that so go through that list because you'll find that there are some things that are just you attacking yourself for whatever reason and that's kind of I would recommend you listen to two podcasts ago um, where I kind of delve in that a bit deeper episode six I want to say um But pretty much what you want to be talking, what you want to be looking at is where are facts that I can kind of clean up my act in and where are things that's just negative self-talk that I can cleanse from my life. So you can start cleansing your mindset as well. And then because you've written it down and acknowledged it, next time you think of it, it's going to trigger the memory of you sitting down writing it down. That's the beauty of it. So when you write it down, you're actually linking an emotion with the with when you've said it before you're you're you've got you're linking a memory to a memory you're rewriting that memory actually there's this really interesting um study that's going on with memories at the moment we were discussing this at uni the other day and it talks about and this is fucking interesting because it's got to do with like how people can overcome PTSD and shit like that but pretty much a memory is rewritten every time you remember it that's kind of the theory behind it. So let's say you um, remember, I don't know, a dog jumping out at you to attack you and it just missed your face and it's now caused you trauma and now brown dogs traumatize you forever. So now the theory is that every time you think about that memory, you rewrite that memory to how you're reliving it. So then, so for example, I, it's really hard to explain, but let's say let's say this happened on a Monday, this dog attacking you. Then on the Sunday, you think about the dog attacking you and it's really traumatizing and your blood pressure goes up and you're freaking out, okay? So you're on Sunday, you've had that second memory. Then let's say the following Monday, you think about it, you're reliving Sunday's memory, not the original memory. You're reliving the first memory. And if you layer that first memory with emotion, it's actually more traumatizing. So then by the 10th time you've thought about this memory, You've layered so much fucking trauma onto it every time you've relived that memory that you think you're thinking of the original memory, but you're actually thinking of the last time you thought about it where there was so much more trauma layered onto it. So the way that they go about these cognitive therapies is kind of getting people to relive that trauma or relive the memory and keep them there in that memory until their physical symptoms kind of calm down. You never want to get someone heightened in a state of panic, reliving a memory and then pull them out of it because then you're kind of going to rewrite that memory with more trauma. So you basically get them to remember that memory and in that time where they're remembering that memory, you get them to calm down, calm down. With Like there's a whole, like I'm, I obviously can't explain it all in one sitting, but there's all these tools that you can use and you get that person to calm down enough And then you end the session and then the next time they remember that, they're actually remembering it that time that they had the session with their therapist and it's karma. So you kind of want to do that with your self-talk. 
that was a fucking long explanation to get there, but that's what you kind of want to do with your self-talk where um, the good thing about doing this list is you're actually tagging on this memory. So the next time you have that negative self-talk, it's like, oh, fuck, I hate my nose. Boom. You think about that time that you wrote that list and you're like, wow, was it serving me? Did I put a red cross or did I put a green tick and I put a red cross? Okay. Boom. Dismiss. So while it might not feel at the time that it's that helpful, you've now become aware of that self-talk and you're kind of overriding that self-talk with you kind of having your back being like, no, I'm not going to put up with that. Sorry. No. And you push it aside. So these thoughts are still going to arise for some time because it's kind of like a pattern of behavior. Uh, but at least you can intercept it with a conflicting thought. So yeah, I think we've done a streamline on physical possessions um, stuff in your life situation and people and then also mindset. Now we're going to talk about setting um, kind of goals, uh, but I kind of call it differently. So instead of saying what goals do I want to achieve, I like to talk about what do I want to action this year? Slightly different to a goal. Like I'm, I'm all about goals, but I am going to do a goal setting podcast and it's it's a little bit tedious so I'm not going to go into it now about what kind of goals I find that you should be setting or not. But basically in a nutshell, what I think is important is that when you talk about actioning something versus achieving a goal, when you talk about achieving a goal, often there's many things within that goal that are not in your control. So which can be a disservice to you but also it is a service to your lazy self because you might set out to, let's say you set out to um, launch a business and have sold X amount worth of product by this date. That's, you can't control that. You can't control that because you can't control your sales. You could do all the right things, all the correct marketing. You could have like a killer product that kind of most likely will get you there, but you can't control that. So say you did all the things that you needed to do and then you get to the end and you make half the sales or no sales, then you feel really shit about yourself because you've not achieved the goal that you set out to achieve. But that's an unfair goal because there was stuff in there that you couldn't control. So what I like to talk about is what can I action? Because that's what gets you off your fucking ass and it gets you to actually physically Start doing something. So in that same scenario, what can I action? I can action launching the business. That's physically what you can do. You've got the website. You've got the product. You've gone to the manufacturers. You've gone back. You've got the prototype. What, whatever the fuck you're doing, you've actioned all those things. You can literally tick every fucking box of what can I action this year and there's a whole list of things that you can action. You can do all of that. So you need to talk about what can I action versus I've got this whimsical goal. It'd be great if I could achieve it. Like, don't get me wrong. Set set that intention for sure. But then when you break it down of things that you can do, break it up into actionable steps. And don't, don't kind of hinge on the outcome of the goal that you've set yourself where there's so many factors that are not in your control. Because that is very disheartening and then that is kind of what slows you down or is like, oh, fuck it, you know, I failed, I failed. What's the point of doing another like range of, you know, products if, if I just failed so miserably the first time or whatever. But if you're talking about actioning things, 
you could be like, well, I've actioned all this stuff. That kind of outcome at the very end, which I couldn't control, didn't go as I liked it. But I'm able to now do bang, 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 bang. So look at like um, exercise as well. What can you action? I want to start going for one 5K run a week. I want to whatever. That's stuff that you can action. You don't need to say, I need to run, you know, three and a half minute Ks by this amount of time. You don't know how your body responds and how quickly your body will respond. But what you can control is the fact that you put on your fucking shoes, you get out of the home and you start that run. That's actionable. That's very fucking actionable. So this is a really good way to turn you into someone that's kind of a mover, someone that does shit because you've created a list of things that you now have no fucking excuse to yourself. Because if you set these goals, you then have the ability to make up an excuse. You could be like, oh yeah, like I really want to do, I really want to work um, for Google, for example. Um, but, you know, there's nothing I can do about it now because there's no job applications that open, so I can just sit on my ass. No, you look at, okay, what exact role do you want at Google and what are the prerequisites needed for that role? What can you action getting those prerequisites? So the moment that that job comes up, you're fucking ready. You are ready at the mark, ready to go. So... There is no excuse, basically. You look at something that you think you have no control over and then pinpoint what it is that you don't have the control over and then think, okay, cool. I now acknowledge that I can't control the world, but I can do this, this, and this to put me in the best possible position. So if the things that I don't have control over go well, then I do very fucking well. And if they don't go well, then at least I've done something. That's kind of how you want to look at your quote-unquote goals. I will go into that into a full goals kind of intention setting podcast that I'm going to have coming up very soon. I've gotten a lot of requests for it, but that's kind of where you want to be at. So for example, with me actioning things, I want to action and I'm just going to put it out here that by July, I'm consistently putting up two podcasts a week by July. It could be earlier. And it could be later, but I want to action that. That's something that I can definitely action. I've just got to really be strict with my time. My podcast planning has to be on point. It's got to be a thing. But I'm giving myself, you know, two solid months before I get there. Like, look at this week. I'm already doing two this week. But what I'm saying is that is actionable. I'm not saying I need to have X amount of downloads by that time because that is not in my control. I can have, I would like, but I'm not attaching myself to that outcome. So... If, it, if I don't get this amount of downloads by that time, that's okay because I haven't attached myself to that outcome. So look at your goals and I want you to break it down. What can you action and what is something that you have no control over? And just be real with yourself and don't make excuses either. There's always something that you can action in a goal, even if it feels like you have no control. But at the same time, having said that, there's often a lot of things that you don't have control over. So I was talking to my sister about this actually. I fucking need to get her on the podcast. She's a fucking mood and she's great when it comes to talking about goals I actually literally might get her on a podcast um, because she is on the Australian bobsled team and she's been an athlete her whole life so she's been a velodrome sprint cyclist she's been um, a rower she's done all that stuff and so I speak to her about this and she says that she doesn't even set herself a goal for the time that she wants that, that you know that that people would want to crack for that race it's like what time do you want to hit she doesn't even set that goal she's like that's something I can't control really at the end of the day there's many factors especially if you're on a team so she says I like to focus on what I can which is so in bobsled for example she goes my start time that's something that I can really work on that's an actionable task my start time I want to like kill it in this 
one facet of the entire race. You know what I mean? So it's things of like, what can you control? Because if you're an athlete and you're like, I need to hit this time and then something out of your control occurs and you get to the end of the race and you haven't hit that time, you're then thinking, fuck, I'm a failure. Fuck, I haven't done this. Fuck, I haven't. Because you've just burdened yourself with something that's maybe not achievable that time, that race. Cool. So what else have we got for, yeah, so that's pretty much yeah, and then, okay, okay, so now once you've done all of that, you've like decluttered everything. Then you've written that list of things that are serving you mindset-wise or not serving you. The things that are serving you, I want you to highlight maybe a bunch of, let's say like 10 things that you say to yourself or that you want to start saying to yourself to kind of, you know, do a refresh of your mindset, a declutter of your mindset, positive, nice things that you can say to yourself, whatever that may be. Acknowledge when you're saying bad things to yourself and kind of just put it in the spotlight so you can intercept it with a better thought or a more productive thought. And then you want us to talk about what can I action this year? And mind you, a lot of those things that we're talking about actioning play back to what I was talking about, that first list that I told you to write, which was um, in one year, do I want to be in this job, relationship, life situation, whatever? And if the answer is no, boom, there you go. You've already got a whole bunch of shit that you can start actioning. Like, cut the dead weight, get rid of that person from my life, change my job, actually book the fucking flight once COVID is over, do all that shit, you know. So a lot of these actionable things that you put down as quote unquote your goal setting for the year, the actions that you're taking, you're actually pulling from all these little tasks that I told you to do earlier. So it's kind of like an all round kind of um, activity, if you want to call it, that you can do on the eve of your birthday or the week of your birthday and it really sets a fucking good tone for the start of your year because this is the start of your year so I it just puts me in the I'm in the zone I'm often in the zone I talk about being in the zone all the time but on the week of my birthday I'm in the fucking zone so when it comes to people being like oh I'm aging oh I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm in the fucking zone. You should see all this shit I'm about to action. You should see, like, I literally, my mindset, compared to someone whinging because they're aging, I'm like, fuck off, can't. You're alive, be happy. Versus my mindset now. I remember I used to be more worried about aging in my mid-20s than I am now. I'm thrilled to be turning 31 tomorrow. What a fucking vibe. I'm loving my life. I feel better than I've ever felt. My brain is better than it's ever been. And I personally think I look better than I looked when I was 25. So literally, I am living my best life. But a lot of it does come down to a shift in your attitude, big time. So like I said, if you do all these things on the eve of your birthday, you enter that next year, all guns blazing, fucking you hit the ground running. It is just the best. So that kind of wraps up the birthday intention setting, whatever you want to call it. Also, on a side note, I don't know much about lunar activity whatsoever, but I did have someone message me telling me about the fact that it's not only the eve of my birthday but it's a full moon and this is a time to set intentions I'm like what the fuck this is like how perfect so I thought I'm just I've got to do this podcast and then set those fucking actionable um, goals okay now I want to do a tiny bit on kind of self-love I just honestly have slapped together like two or three ideas that I thought I'd tag on at the end of this podcast. I did think that that section would actually go for less time. We're literally hitting like the 39, 40-minute mark. Anyway, let's just go into – I'll start with one topic, and if I ramble on forever, it can just be that one random topic. But it's about texting. Guys, can we just – I was on Instagram, as one does 
multiple fucking times a day. And I was scrolling and I found like a meme and it said, it said, um, here we go. I'm reading it. 15 hour long replies, question mark. Am I your pen pal? Fuck off. So that was the quote. And then it's got like, um, I don't know, like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of comments, of people tagging each other in it and just kind of, yeah, basically perpetuating this thing that people need to reply instantly. So the way I look at it is, if you are in a relationship with this person and that person takes 15 hours to reply, you need to seriously assess or reassess that relationship. But I'm presuming that that meme is not referring to people that are in a relationship. I'm presuming to it's referring to people that are kind of, kind of dating but not. So when someone doesn't message you back, you need to calm the fuck down. First of all, who knighted you the king or queen of England? Calm the fuck down. If you're not in a relationship with that person, what makes you think that you're on the top of the list of their life? If I start liking someone, no matter how much I like them, they never come before my friends or family ever, okay? I need to be in a relationship for them to reach that status in my life. So if I've got a busy day, you may have to wait five hours for me to reply, okay? That's just how it is. So if someone makes me wait hours for a reply, I don't even look at it as waiting. I literally send my message and if they reply, love it. If they don't, well, you're obviously not my person. And if they take a long time to reply, I just presume, I presume that they have a life. So I don't let myself get stressed about it. I don't think, oh my fucking God, just ruin my day because this person has made me quote unquote wait for 15 hours for a reply. I'm not waiting. I'm not waiting. I'm just off living my best life. And then when that person replies, they reply. But if you're not in a relationship, you've got to stop thinking that you need to be at the top of that person's list. It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Because you're now turning that person into the devil. And they might be playing you also. And if that's the case, then they're playing you. You're going to find that out sooner or later. But what I'm trying to say is stop getting in your head about when someone takes so long to reply. They owe you fuck all, just like you owe them fuck all. Just people need to calm the fuck down when it comes to this texting and relationships and texting. If someone made me wait 15 hours for a reply, fine. I don't care because I've got a lot going on. So I would just imagine that they have their reasons. I don't need to know those reasons at this point in time when it's so fresh and I don't know that person. Also, they may actually be seeing other people. If you're dating, as in casually dating, they have the right to see other people. Dating is like test driving a vehicle. You know, you... You might kind of be messaging someone, kind of see where it goes, kind of entertain that flame. They might be entertaining another flame. I don't take offense. I would only ever expect that kind of um, uh, loyalty from someone that I'm actually in a relationship with. You don't need someone to display the behaviors of a boyfriend when they're, or a girlfriend when they're not your partner. Don't expect that level of loyalty and that level of commitment from someone that isn't even your partner so and I'm saying this to do you a favor stop thinking that it's the worst thing in the world when someone doesn't reply like that whole thing that I just read out are we pen pals fuck off well good luck being a bitter man or woman because that's a sure way to just cut people out of your life unnecessarily they might be a legend but they might just not want to reply straight away because 
they're just trying to slow it down. Maybe. There may be many reasons. They might have a lot on their plate that day. There may be many fucking reasons, but just stop expecting it so quickly. Just send the message and don't attach yourself to the outcome because that's when you get so caught up. Then you become the toxic person in your life because you start coming up with all these reasons why they didn't message or maybe your message was cooked and maybe you wrote the wrong thing or whatever. Just relax. Send the message and then stop attaching yourself to an outcome. Whatever's going to be is going to be because if this works out with the person, it's going to work out whether they respond in five hours or whether they respond in one hour. And if it doesn't work out, same deal. It's not going to work out. Their response time doesn't predict that. So, yeah, basically don't be so needy. Don't be so needy. And if you want – it's kind of like if you expect that from someone and you can't handle it when they don't give it to you – then what's that saying about you? Just fucking go on needydates.com and find someone who's just as needy as you and then you can just be needy with each other. Otherwise, come the fuck down and realize that you're an adult dealing with another adult who has their life, their complications, their other relationships that they've got to deal with as far as friends, family, whatever, work. Relax. Just relax is what I'm trying to say. Okay, now, when it comes to your time now, when now that we're kind of talking about texting and whatever – You've got to be a little bit more protective with your time and with your mindset and all of that. So, and maybe not protect, protective might not be the right word, but just kind of have boundaries. Boundaries is kind of what, what I want to say. So, for me, like it, it, distractions are everywhere. And if I want to get shit fucking done, I need to kind of eliminate some distractions. And I have a lot going on right now. Wouldn't have it any other way, but there honestly is a lot going on for me. The podcast, brainstorming for the podcast. Sometimes I need to do research for my podcast, depending, whatever. Um, Not to mention uni eats up a lot of my time. My online workouts plus working, teaching for Vive. Like there's a lot going on, which I love. But due to that, I've decided that I switch off all fucking notifications. And the only thing that comes through is a text or a phone call. That's it. If I want to see a WhatsApp or a messenger thing or a DM, I literally don't even get the little icon at the top. I have to enter the app and then read it. And if it's an emergency, then you would have my phone number and you could call me. There's no thing in my life that would fall under the category of an emergency if you don't know me well enough to have my phone number. So that doesn't fall as an excuse, okay? A work emergency, my manager has my number. Anything to do with my family, they obviously have my number. My best friend's have my number. So there is no excuse to think that you need your notifications going off left, right and center. Now, if you like those notifications going off all the time, fine, keep them. That's fine. I'm not telling you to delete them, but I'm talking about if you want to be efficient with your time and you want to get fucking shit done, the worst thing you can do is to have something pinging in the background constantly, 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 constantly. How the fuck your brain, you don't multitask. Your brain can only do one thing at a time. This concept of multitasking isn't a thing. Basically, you, you shift focus that's what you're doing you're you're shifting focus quickly some people do it better than others some people are able to shift their focus on three tasks at a time but they're never really nailing a task and the task that they actually really want to get done out of those three is getting the least amount of attention so what you want to do is I think I I definitely mentioned this a few podcasts ago but it's that concept of like blocking out your time to get shit done Um, And the idea of having any kind of notification or distraction coming through is so, so, so detrimental to your productivity because it is cutting your focus constantly. So just when you're about to get deep into focus, boom, you cut it, boom, you cut it, boom, you cut it. So personally, that's something I've done and 
weirdly enough, my respect for myself has gone up since I've done that because I'm like, I'm valuing my time before all these other notifications coming through. Don't get me wrong. I love getting messages from friends, from colleagues, from family, from people that I don't know. I love those messages, but I read those messages in my time. Just like if I was to send someone a message on WhatsApp that was like a screenshot of a meme, I would hope that they read it in their own fucking time, that they don't feel that they have to be pulled away from an important task to read a stupid fucking message that I've sent them for lols. Do you know what I mean? Like just be, have some boundaries this year if you want Look, if you don't want to change your life situation and you want to be exactly where you are and you want to have some weak dogs in your life and you want to be a weak dog and you want to do all of that, do that. But if you want to start actioning some serious goals, it's probably going to require some serious focus and attention. So this is where you need to put in those boundaries for your time. You need to use time and view it as your most precious commodity. And you need to hold hold it as a high standard. Your time, your mental health, number one, both number one, or mental health, obviously more more important, but that comes into it. Your time, if you don't use your time properly, if your time is getting pulled, if you're getting pulled left, right and center, name something that's more fucking anxiety provoking than that. You know, just you will calm down. Your anxiety will calm down. If you can just choose when you engage with all these crazy interactions or not. So I'm not saying get rid of the apps. Fuck no. They're so fun. I love them. But you now have the choice of when you interact with those things. And it's you have a lot more power. You might still be logging on every fucking 20 minutes initially. But then you're able to kind of space it out or only go on when you've got that spare time. And it's going to do your mental health wonders. It's going to do your productivity levels wonders. It's honestly just the biggest fucking vibe. Okay. That's literally all I'm going to talk about because if I touch on to the next topic, I'm probably going to go well over the hour mark, which really is fine. I can, but I'm not going to. Um, guys, very excited. This is the eve of my 31st birthday. What a fucking vibe. It's going to be a full moon. Um, when you listen to this, you'll be um, listening to this on my birthday. So I am presuming that you are currently singing me happy birthday. Thank you so much. You have a great voice. Um, And yes, if you thought this podcast was helpful or interesting, please message me about it. I do love your messages. I know I'm a bit late in replying to a lot of people, but I do aim to (laughs) eventually get to everyone. Um, But share it. Share it with your friends. Um, And I love the reviews. Rate and review. Share it on your Instagram. Share, 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 share. So I can just keep making more and more and more of these. Thanks so much, everyone. You guys are the real MVP. And I'll fucking talk to you when I'm 31. Fuck yes. And au revoir. Bye.